0: So guys, welcome back to Everything Maynard. Um, my name is Aiden Maynard, and we are gonna, today going to be interviewing uh, s- someone from Nebula Music who is Eddie Barco. He's a professional drummer, and we're going to be asking him some questions about what made him get into drumming, uh, and how did he, um, and why do podcasts? Why why music? Why wouldn't you do? Why why do you do? Why wouldn't you do anything else? And what do you do on your spare time? Um, and then some stuff I was his bio that I saw there. So we're going to be interviewing him and, uh, yeah, let's connect with him.
1: There it is. Alrighty. Yeah. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. I'm excited that we actually get a chance to do this. I didn't get, I didn't catch your first name, by the way. Is uh, my name Maynard? is, yep. It's Adam Maynard here. Um, nice. Yep.
0: We are now, uh, recording here. It automatically starts here, so. Oh, cool! Cool, very cool, man. So, guys, we're here with uh, Nebula Music uh, pro-
1: Podcast. Podcast.
0: I am having a hard time to speak today. His <laughs> uh, Eddie Bar- Eddie Barco. Uh, he, I hear you are or a- saw out of your bio
1: there. You're a professional drummer. Yes, I am, sir. I'm a professional drummer based in Los Angeles, California, the entertainment capital of the world, man. Really? Yeah, it's uh, the-, the place to be if you're a musician. So, yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, what, uh, what made you do like drumming when you, huh? Interesting. Uh, well, you know, I think, um, well, a little bit of my, my backstory, I guess it's, I've been drumming for a very long time since I was like, I don't even know, eight years old, nine years old, something like that. Um, and it's just something that I gravitated towards too as a kid. Um, I'm Hispanic and I grew up very religious, very, uh, very Christian, um, which is a conversation for another time, but, uh, being in church growing up, you know, like, I grew up watching, you know, bands and worship stuff. And I would just, I fell in love with music. And an interesting story is I'm Hispanic and I grew up relatively poor, you know, here in Los Angeles. And so my parents didn't have enough money or anything to sort of like get me lessons or even buy me a drum set. So what I ended up doing is I actually ended up like uh, <laughs> kind of sort of breaking into my church as a kid and like, practicing drums by myself for like 10, 15 minutes every day for like five years without any instrument. I just taught myself everything. I would go home on my desk, set up magazines and sort of like play on that and figure it out. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older that my, uh, my sister was able to afford lessons for me. Um, So that's kind of how I started playing drums. It was because I have always loved music and I, you know, being around in that church environment, it's very heavily influenced by music, especially Afro-Cuban music. And I loved it. It was just kind of like inside. I mean, I don't mean to sound cheesy, but it was kind of like part of me, you know? So I decided that I uh, I would learn how to do it from a very young age. No one really pushed me to do it. I just kind of wanted to. It just was engraved in me. And I taught myself how to play drums and went to school. And then shortly after going to to uh, college, after I got out, I started doing a lot of social media stuff. I built a fan base through Instagram. Um, and then I started touring with, with artists and stuff and, you know, quote unquote professional drummer. I mean, I think uh, once you start getting paid for the gigs, that's when you're considered professional and stuff. So, yeah, that's like a small little concise story. That's why I started playing drums and, you know, how I transitioned into, um, you know, playing professionally, if that makes sense.
0: That yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, another one here. Uh, why, why do you, what made you, like, do the podcast? Like, What, did, what made you want to do it?
1: Very good question. Everybody always asks me this, and and this is the short answer, really. I think there's many reasons why, but so I started an Instagram account back in 2014, right? I I started seeing, this is like, I consider this like the OG (laughs) uh, (laughs) time for musicians because right now Instagram is a very mature platform, and it's very hard to sort of break through, but I started very early on. I started um, being on Instagram, and I saw these drummers and musicians posting on Instagram using this hashtag called VF15, which for anyone who's a drummer or who doesn't you know, know anything, um, it was this, by this company that would just repost your stuff. Um, and so I got, I got this like, motivation, like, hey, all these drummers are getting reposted and it's being viewed by thousands of people. I'm a much better player than they are. I can do this. So I started waking up at like five in the morning, um, going to my old practice room, because I, I had just graduated college. So I would go into a, a drum practice room. All the janitors would see this like kid like pull up with duffel bags full of equipment, uh, and I, I would just set up my webcam, really crappy. And I started, you know, recording myself on drums. And oddly enough, I never got reposted by this company ever. Like even to this day, they never reposted my stuff. But within like six months, I started seeing that I had like a thousand followers, and then that became two, and then three, and became this snowball effect where I kind of people started watching what I was doing. And so I, you know, kind of dove into that. So from 2014 to 2016 or so, I was really heavily involved with Instagram. I had a good fan base, very active fan base. And I was posting almost every day, uh, getting viewed by thousands. We posted, I got connected with so many people that way. But at the end of 2016, beginning last year, I got burnt out. I got very burnt out. I mean, for anyone here that is kind of used to or understands what it's like being on Instagram or YouTube or being a social media person posting all the time, it is very draining, very draining. And a lot of it has to do with you being motivated to do it yourself. So I got burnt out and I decided to take a week off and a week became a month and a month became like two, three months of me just like not wanting anything to do with social media. And it was during that time that I, you know, was talking to friends. I was talking to, to just people that very close to me, trying to figure out what to do next, because I, I want I didn't want to just walk away from my fan base. I didn't just want to like let this thing go that I built for so long. But I knew that being on Instagram every day on YouTube and Facebook and all that just wasn't my thing anymore. And I decided that I wanted to try and give back something to the people that had been following me. And I started by, you know, making a PDF and like giving some tips on how they can sort of build their own fan base. And that quickly turned into like an interview series where someone suggested to me, hey, You have met all these famous Instagram and and, and music people, and why don't you just interview them and ask how they do it? And so I started with that. I decided that, you know what, I'm going to record these interviews. I'm going to do a podcast. And I interviewed about 20 to 30 people. And um, wow. Long story short, too, from there is I actually lost all those interviews. So I recorded literally 20 to 30 people. The only interview that got saved was the very first one that I did with this girl named Christina Shiano, who She's the biggest girl YouTube drummer in the world right now. Uh, She's a good friend of mine. And, you know, I saved that interview and that was like the first one, but I lost everything. And so I was kind of forced with this choice, like, do I start all over or do I just give up on this? And so I decided to start all over. And the Nebula Music podcast that you hear today is the result of me starting all over after I had lost like 30 interviews with like some pretty well-known people. Um, Which kind of sucked, you know, because once I lost those interviews, I tried reaching out to a lot of these people and most of them did not want to do it again, which I understand because, you know, who would want to do that after spending an hour with you? Um, But anyways, that's really like the reason why I started the podcast. It it was a way for me to give back to my fan base, uh, ways for them to sort of succeed in this environment that I succeeded in. And it evolved from there. It evolved into an interview series, an actual podcast where I talked to bands and musicians about more than just Instagram and more than just social media. It evolved into like a platform where I talk about their mindset and what keeps them motivated. Um, and here we are like 12 months later. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, it's been about 12 months. Yeah, so there you go. Hmm.
0: Very, very interesting stories, not going to lie. Um, why, uh, why music? Like, why did you just all of a sudden, you know, you just, as I think you already said there, you wa- started watching bands and then, you know, kind of got interested in it. What made drumming stand out to you? Like, you could have done guitar, singing, anything Mm. like
1: that. What made drumming stick out to you? Interesting. Um, It's a very good question. I don't think I've ever really thought of it that way. I've always been very musically inclined, and I can play a lot of instruments. Uh, Anyone who knows me, like, I produce stuff too. So I can play guitar, piano, bass, all of that. Um, Not as well as the drums, though. Percussion and drums is, like, my main you know that's like what people know me for and it's it's awesome second would be piano i'm actually a really decent jazz pianist not many people know that um but i guess the reason why drums stood out to me um if i had to like come up with an answer i think it's because i'm very energetic like as a kid a lot of instruments stood out to me music in general just was like part of me my parents could tell uh, if you look at any of my home videos of me as a baby you know, all my my siblings would be hanging out, playing games or whatever, and I would be standing by the speaker just listening to music. So <laughs> I think it was always apparent that music was part of my blood. What I would pick, it's kind of just up to me. And drums just, I don't know how to explain it, man. It just always just stood out to me. Like drums, like the sound, the rhythm that it makes you feel, the noise, it's just all of it was fun for me as a kid. And um, I think I I honestly, I don't think I'm very special when it comes to that because I think most kids, if you bring like a five, six year old to a band and you kind of stand them on a single file, a lot of them are going to look at the drummer. You know, that's just the thing. When you're a kid, you just like, you like the big instrument. You like the big sound. You like seeing the energy. Um, The hard part after that is keeping your kid interested because it's the drums. Not many people know this, but the drums is a very hard instrument to learn. It's very easy. It's a very easy instrument to learn to beat. Like I can teach you how to play a beat in 20 minutes, but how to perfect it and how to make it sound like really cool. Like professionals takes years of meticulous practicing really slow, which is where most people lose their interest, but I didn't. So I guess hopefully that answers your question. I think honestly, I was just a kid who was interested in music. I saw the drums and I was like, yeah, that's the one I want.
0: hundred percent honest Uh, with me only being a uh, like 14 year old here. I'm all I really do is I I have, I made like a little desk thing in my room. I got like a, ironing board tape ironing board is my little table there as a desk and every time i'll play like some metallica songs on my uh on my bluetooth speaker there <laughs> nice some of their some of their old songs and i'll just you know i got some old snare some old snare drum sticks they're not really good sticks for actual you know rock metal drumming yeah but they're but you know it worked for me because you know i'm starting out actually and i've kind of just kind of self-taught myself some songs on yeah. and it's i just have like some binders here you know, Um, I got, I kind of just like bang my foot down. It's like the bass drum. I got everything else like that. It does, it does work out to teach yourself like that too.
1: It does. It really does. And I think it it just helps if you like it. You know, I think, um, if you have this drive or not even a drive, but if you just have fun with it and you, you can do that for an hour, then that's really how you learn. And that's how I did it. So yeah, I, I try guitar. I just can't do it, man. It's, it's, it's difficult. It is difficult. I, tr- I mean, I can play it. Like I can play chords. I can play, you know, a couple progressions. I can, I can play enough to record it and do certain things on on, a, on an actual song. Um, but in order to play it live, like I can't do that. I can't just jump on with a band and start jamming out. Like that's on another level, you
0: know, that, yeah, it is. Um, Oh, well, aside all the music, the podcast, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time, like
1: go golfing or what? Huh? Um, well, I do a lot of things uh, other than just the podcast and the music thing, music. And I would say music is about 30% of my time. So it's the, the thing I do the most. Um, but, hmm. you know, I think if you ever come out to LA or you ever meet like a professional musician or a band, a lot of the times those people tend to only do music and maybe one other thing. You know, like 80% of the time is music, which is fine. I think it's a good idea to sort of focus on what you love to get it better. But I've, as a kid, I've always sort of had ADD. Like I've been very much just like hyper and I'm a very quick learner and I I get bored easily. So believe it or not, music does bore me if I do it too much. Like I can't play drums every day for eight hours. Excuse me. I'm not that guy who needs to practice every day. I practice maybe two, three times a week for like an hour or two. And that's fine for me. Uh, as a kid, it was different, but you know, now it's different. So aside from playing drums and making podcasts and working in production and stuff like that, I, let's see, what can I tell you that I do? I, I'm an avid athlete. So I, I do a lot of trail runs. I'm a big runner. I spend a lot of time here, like three, four times a week, just going up in the mountains, running on the beach, everything I do. Um, I do, I do CrossFit. So that's a, a big chunk of my life is I'm a very active person I love being outdoors when I'm not doing that I am a designer too part-time so I design apparel and I design excuse me I design you know anything to do with art and stuff like that I work with a lot of bands and I work with a lot of uh, labels and and uh fashion brands out here in LA to design excuse me god um to design just apparel and just accessories for them so that's something I do kind of on the on the side um, I also, and this is something that's rather recent, maybe about a year, um, I also do a lot of social media uh, management and consulting. So because I did sort of build a fan base on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, I, um, I consult other artists and other companies how to do it, and I kind of oversee what they do. So I have a couple of clients there um, whenever I get the time to kind of look over what they're doing, and I, and I do that. And um, I'm a big artist, too, since I am a, a designer. A lot of my time... I also spend it just doing pastel art, drawing, doing designs on, like, on Illustrator, Adobe, all that stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah, so it's just a, a, giant as, a, a giant pool of just things that I do. Um, oh, yeah, and I'm a huge gamer, too. I love Ugh. games. I literally, and I kid you not, I schedule time to play games. I cannot, I cannot, and I know, again, in my circle of friends and people that I know, you know, I feel like they're very much like hustle all the time and work really hard, work your ass off. And I'm like balance. I think balance is key. I definitely know what it's like to work really, really hard every day, all the time for 18 hours a day. I had a startup just a couple years ago and it just, it burned me out. And so I learned the hard way that balance is key. And that if you're not doing what you like, whether it's playing games or music or whatever, no matter how cool it is that your job is, it's always going to be a hassle. So I'm a huge gamer. I, I spend hours a week playing games I'm a big PUBG fan. I'm not so much a Fortnite oh. fan. I like Fortnite. I think it's cool. I have it. I've played it. It's just not my thing. I really like PUBG. That's more my thing. I uh, never, I, never really was into those kind of things either. It's I, just it's 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 it, everyone. Everyone floats their boat, you know. I like a whole bunch of games, RPGs, all that stuff, and it's something you wouldn't think about. Have you ever seen me play on stage and, and tour, I don't think many people pe- like peg me as a gamer. But I'm 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 a very I, I love I love games. I'm not necessarily the best especially shooter games i'm okay i can hold the team but i cannot um i'm not like i'm not getting like 50 kills every match to that makes sense so yeah so gamer musician designer uh artist uh athlete, basically that
0: i'm really not myself i'm not much of a gamer but i i tend to you know the only really games i do play are like racing games or you know some iphone games here and there but that's really about it for me yeah
1: yeah I mean what what do you do
0: for fun? I'm curious. Me, um well I uh go and fix race cars for a lot of time. That's cool, man. That's super cool. Uh mostly four cylinder motors, but not terrible. Um they're pretty pretty fun to do. So I drove a uh, go-kart about 4 years back now. Um 120 races with the kart in 3 years, so it was pretty nice. good. Um I on my off time here, I'm more or less just, you know. Now that I got into this podcast now and uh, YouTube here and there.
1: Yeah, nice. Um,
0: yeah, that's basically about it. And then yeah, I'll go and play my NASCAR games on my computer or something like that.
1: Yeah. Do you do you ever play any of those like uh, simulators, like uh, Project Cars uh, or Forza or whatever?
0: No. Uh, well, unless you count Na- NASCAR 2013 as the game as a uh, simulator, that's about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Well, there's
0: also I, I some sim- farming simulator and all that. I kind of ah, just do that with my friends too. It's just it's just something to do.
1: That's hilarious, man. How's uh how's the weather out in? Uh, you're calling me from Toronto, right? Toronto. Uh,
0: no, uh, Blanham, Ontario is in
1: Chatham Kent. Uh, it's quite in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I mean, I, I apologize. I completely forgot to ask you where you were from. Um, but oh, but we, I know we were talking about it before. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. I mean, you guys, you guys, um, you got to come out to California at some point. It's, uh, it's paradise for me, man. I was born and raised here. I've been many places and I still have not found a place where I want to, you know, live other than LA. It's just, it's my, my scene.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know We're me and my dad were hoping to go down to, uh, some speed, some dirt tracks down, uh, near, near California. So nice. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, man. Um, not a question here. I know you probably don't have a lot of time here left.
1: That's cool. Go for it.
0: Um, I I was reading about it in your bio here, kind of, you know, t- using what you t- what you told me there. Um, do some research here and there. Um, I saw in your bio there you had, uh, like, uh, you tell people or like help people along like their paths to success and the media growth techniques. Uh, explain some. Explain to me on that. Like, what do you what do you uh, mostly mean by that?
1: By just... helping people in their path to success is that what you mean? Yeah, like
0: you- I. I think you might have already answered this one uh, and one of the other questions.
1: Uh, But yeah, I just kind of, kind of go like in deep, you know. Yeah. uh, No, I can elaborate about all that. I can elaborate. So primarily for me, what I do with my focus, aside from just like having the podcast, I also, you know, do my best to reach out to everyone that listens and uh, sends me a message and that kind of thing. So what I do specifically is I help musicians, primarily musicians, because those are, you know, most of the people that know me. Um, how to use the resources that they have to sort of push their career to the next level. So what does that mean? That means that I try and deconstruct what you have, what tools you have. Um, and can I use you as an example, by the way? Yeah, go ahead. Cool? Go okay, ahead. So like for those of you guys who are listening, um, we had a conversation even before this, this, um, this interview happened. And you were telling me how, you know, you wanted to figure out ways to improve your, your content and that kind of thing. And you, you know, you told me very specific things and I was able to sort of pinpoint one of your like doubts and and sort of let you know how your doubt wasn't that much that big of a deal. So a big issue with a lot of musicians uh, in the country is they sort of feel stuck. They sort of feel like they don't have opportunities and they sort of idolize these solutions. Like, for example, coming to Los Angeles, that tends to be everybody's solution. You know, no matter where you're from, if you want to be a musician or an artist, They just imagine that, hey, if I go to L.A., everything's going to be great. I'm going to become famous. They don't have a plan, nothing. It's just like L.A. is the place to be, which is true. But they tend to sort of fixate on things that I wouldn't consider to be the best next step. And I'm not the greatest at being organized, but I have learned a thing or two out of uh, what I've done. So what I do is with these musicians who reach out to me and who I work with, um, when they – start to tell me their story they start to tell me what they're doubtful of what they're having problems with i help them deconstruct what they have and a lot of the times that tends to be social media a lot of these guys don't use social media to their full benefit you know like for me i'm gonna be honest if it wasn't for my instagram stuff or the stuff i did online i would not be here i would not be playing professionally i would not do any sort of cool thing that i'm doing now but that's because i put myself out there and that's because i took a risk And I showed the world, here's what I can do. um, And I was having fun with it. And so a lot of these musicians, they're very closed-minded. They're very much like, this is the way things should be. This is the way music should be played. And I approached them like, hey, it doesn't have to be that way. Let's try and figure out how we can use your stuff, put it on Instagram, put it on YouTube, and find a way to show who you are to the world and, you know, in a way that you're happy with it. And then from there, sort of show them and sort of – What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess not demonstrate, but sort of encourage and guide people along the path of networking. Because that's something I'm also really good at, too, that I've learned along the way is how to, you know, how to network with people, how to call labels, how to do all that stuff. And so I never walk people. Like, I never hold people's hands through things. I simply push them in the right direction through social media and through networking, hopefully getting them actual work that they can do and getting them into a place that they're better. So it's more of like an extension of the podcast, if that makes sense. The podcast, I, yep. I bring people like San Holo on and I talk to them about their mindset, like what keeps them motivated. How is it that they sort of push through the competition and through their own doubts? And I then turn around and with people that message me, I basically walk them through that process for their life, if that makes sense. And so um, I know it's kind of a broad explanation. I'm not sure if that answered your question. That's that, fine. That's really the main focus. Um, and hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um,
0: that's a very, very interesting, uh, um, amazing, uh, story there, honestly. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of a fun, fun little, uh, fun question here for you. Um, well, I'm going to kind of lead into this kind of want to just came off the top of my head here. Um, what kind of uh, music are you interested to? Just, you know, to let, the, any, let everybody, the viewers know, or the listeners, um, what kind of music are you in, interested in, just to listen to, like, every
1: day? Hmm. I listen to a lot of things, but primarily I like pop. I mean, I love pop rock and just pop. Um, Maroon 5 is, like, my go-to band. I do love EDM music. I, that's something I just got into, you know, like San Holo, Union, um, those mm-hmm. guys. I love listening to that kind of stuff music. But I have a huge... Uh, background in jazz and Afro-Cuban, so I also love listening to jazz a lot, um, and those are kind of like my main three go-tos. I um, I would say number four would be like acoustic country uh, songwriter okay. stuff. So uh, okay. like Casey Musgraves is one of like my go-to. I love love her music. I've been a fan of hers for a very long time. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but she's a phenomenal songwriter. Um, so that that kind of thing. So jazz, pop, rock, uh, EDM, and like singer-songwriter country-ish music.
0: Okay and uh now to lead on to that um what uh, what world famous band would you be in for a drummer since you are a drummer oh, oh, a professional quote unquote drummer there um, <laughs> as you said yourself um, what world famous band would you be in for a drum would you be in for a drummer if you had to play one song for with them room
1: 100 percent room five, in my opinion, is one of the the greatest bands of our generation, and by that i mean. Um, no one i 'm going to elaborate on that because I know that there 's tons of different bands out there, and i don 't think in terms of musicality um, you know there 's definitely more talented bands out there, but maroon five um, time and time again, uh, along with like Coldplay and maybe who else um, well anyways, my point is Maroon five has kind of transcended cultures you know I feel like um, okay. I, I know you 're not from the United States, but I feel like there 's certain bands that are very like you know, big in their countries and you know, when they go overseas or they go somewhere else, they're not as big, you know, and there's only a few artists that come along every sort of generation and can do that. And, you know, you and I can sit here and list names, you know, from classic rock bands and stuff like that. But at least modern rock bands that have existed for the past like 10 years that have, they're like brand new. Um, Maroon Five is not that new. I mean, they've been around since 2002. But the idea being is that I think Maroon Five, along with like Coldplay, um, and there's someone else that I can't think of the top of my head. They're able to sell out stadiums anywhere they go. Oh, maybe Foo Fighters. Maybe I think Foo Fighters might do that. But um, the idea is that their their music is so catchy and anyone around the world can listen to their music and want to go to their concert that they pretty much are those superstars. And I love their music. Um, primarily their first album. I think Songs About Jane was a perfect album. Obviously, the later stuff tends to be a little more poppy, which, you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, to answer your question, yes, I would. I would totally love to play with adam levine on this love on stage at you know rock in rio uh the big giant festival in brazil that would be like the dream dream gig um yeah okay um that's really all i got here for sure awesome man well thank you thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh to speak Uh, to me man and i I appreciate the questions
0: yeah um any anybody want to shout out to go ahead
1: um, oh, I, you know what? I didn't really think about that. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'm good, to be honest with you. I mean, honestly, I think um, for me, I'm just really grateful to all the guests that have come on my show. You know, I'm on episode, uh, I believe, almost 40 now. My 40th official interview. Obviously, technically, it's more like 70 now. Uh, but, you know, the first 30 didn't count. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm technically uh, officially on my 40th interview. Shout out to San Holo, his management team for coming on the show. Um, you know, Christina Sciano, by the way, if any of you guys are listening, and I know maybe you guys aren't musicians or whatever, but really check out her stuff. Uh, like it, I think you can find her on YouTube. It's Christina Drums. She's really, really cool. A very down-to-earth girl and someone who has almost like 400 million, I'm sorry, not 400 million, 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. She's very responsive and is very open, and she's finding a good way of changing music, you know, changing drums in the way it's perceived for women. Um, and so she's definitely someone you guys need to look into. So shout out to her for being my first official guest ever, uh, being super cool about that before anyone even knew about the podcast. She was very much like, yeah, I'm totally down to come on. So shout out to her, San Holo, uh, Noel Skaggs from Fits in the Tantrums, Corey Wong from Bothpeck, everyone. So yeah. Okay. Check it out. Nebula Music Podcast. All right. Uh, yeah. Go check, go and check him out when
0: you guys have your time to do this, to do so. Um, Hopefully we can
1: stay in, t- in contact here. Uh, oh, for sure. May, may I call you Eddie? Of course you can. You're more than welcome to. I respond to everyone as best as I possibly can. And I'm very honest with you. And I give you, if you ask me for help, I am very helpful. So just let me know. That I have found out. <laughs> yes, you have. Cool. Well, that's going to be
0: all uh, for Eddie. Uh, thanks for coming on the, uh, the episode here. No, thank you, man. Have a good one, all right? You guys too. All right, bye. That, my friends, was Eddie Barco. Uh, once again, thanks for coming in on the show there. Um, we are going to be playing some, uh, music from Maroon 5 just for him, uh, uh, for coming on the show there, cause I am grateful for him coming on the show. My first interview on this, actually, really my first interview ever. Not even on my YouTube channel I've ever interviewed anybody. I think that went well. Uh, we're gonna be we playing some Maroon 5, uh, Alright, take a wild guess and say he likes the song Animals. We're gonna tune in on that one and we will be back. That was Animals by Maroon 5. We are about to be wrapping up this uh interview. Well, we already did wrap up the interview, but we are about to be uh wrapping up here on this pod on this podcast. Um Hope you guys have enjoyed. Once again, guys, shout out to Nebula Music Podcast, Eddie Barco. Uh, go and check him out there. Um, it's kind of interesting actually because whenever I went on the categories and I clicked on music, he was the first one to show up. And I kind of just took a you know a gander around, you know, saying like, okay. So I pressed on his recent, most recent uh, episode there, and or as yeah his most recent episode. I clicked on it. I gave him a voice message. And I said, hey, that, your stuff's amazing, uh, but you know can't give me any advice on something to do. We talked for a while, and eventually, came down to the point of me uh, coming out to ask him, "Hey, want to come on uh, my want to come on my my channel here, uh, and we'll uh, interview some stuff." So eventually, it came out to that. Um, shout out to my Instagram, Ada Maynard YT, A I D E N M A Y N A R T R D Y T. And go check out my YouTube channel, Aiden Maynard. Uh, all the information there is in the bio there. Uh, we're about to... We're gonna probably close off again with some more, uh, Maroon 5 here. Uh, whichever song I pick here, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Animal's mostly the one that kind of comes to my head whenever I think Maroon 5. Just, honest to God. But yeah, we are going to call it off here. And see you guys next time in the episode. Uh... Remember, guys, you can leave me a voice message. I'll answer you guys. Uh, If you have any questions, I can put it live onto the um, podcast, and then you guys can hear it, and uh, I'll answer your questions on a podcast. And that's going to be about it uh, for this time. Tune in next week uh, when hopefully we'll figure something out here. Um, Yeah, tune in next week, guys.